It's Quicklink Podcast for Monday the 18th of January 2021 and it's time for our weekly waffle. So it's the weekly waffle, our second one. So with me in the virtual studio today, I have from the top, I have the cycle nutter Giacomo. That's where you say hello. Okay, <laughs> hello everyone. Um, yeah, second, second. What is it? Monday waffle. Second weekly waffle. Uh, moving down the channel, I have Finn Graham. Um, I didn't think I'd get invited back again, but it's a pleasure to a pleasure to be a part of it. You had some class to the show. <laughs> Yorkshire's finest, I've got Jensen Young. Hello. Yeah, cheers for having me back. Uh, Bit disappointed Joe Cookham's not here, but, you know. Yeah, we tried our hardest to get Joey on, but um, no, he's chickened out. I can't, I can't tell my amazing Joe Cookham story, and I know you've got quite a lot as well. Oh, yeah, plenty. We can shame him into it if he listens. He's the real deal. It's Lance Chards. I'm not sure about that. Uh, thanks for having me back. Hello, everyone. I've got... I can't even think of a funny thing for you. It's just Oscar. It's Oscar Pratt. Yeah, back for more waffling. That's it. Waffle times. Uh, last but not least, just because you're alphabetically last, Tom Portsmouth. Hello again. Yeah. Enjoyed last week. Glad to be back. Thank you. Uh, thanks, for ha- thanks for coming on, everyone. Uh, we've still got Josh and maybe Matt to join in later. Maybe uh, Harry or Inigo. Who knows? If they if they drop in, we'll add them in. Um, so it's been a uh, not too busy a week, but there were two big incidents that happened late on. Um, Bora got smashed by a car. That's um, that's buggered up our fantasy teams, hasn't it? It has. Um, it's, it was it was quite um, quite a weird thing to see. It's like you open the news and see that brand new rider Wilco Kelderman and four other guys from Bora. Ended up getting hit by a car in a training camp, which is never what you want from anyone, but it's unfortunate. Yeah, it looks like it was the last day of their training camp as well. And from the photos we've seen, it just looks like a um, silver SUV, like pretty much like a Honda CRV, like I've got. It's obviously just pulled out, turned left in front of them. Obviously, they drive on the right over there, um, and they've just hit the uh, near side rear of the car. Um, it looks like quite a square impact that they've had there. Yeah, yeah, it's a very man-shaped dent as well, isn't it? Very much so. So the fallout from that was uh, two riders, um, uh, broken vertebrae or fa- fractured vertebrae, and then three of them with concussion. But I don't think anyone needs surgery, but that's probably going to ru- uh, rule out two of them, probably for the Giro, by the time they get back on the bike and recover. Is that Kelderman and edit search for notes? Kelderman and not Shackman. Someone Phil Finney wasn't it? Rudy Gazelli. Yeah, he was concussion. Um, Andreas Schillinger, that's the one. Who else have we got on the injury front? Um, Giro's May, isn't it? Uh, yeah, first one. Yeah. So we've got. Just under four months to get better. So, yeah, realistically, with broken broken bits in the back, that's probably 
three months, three months out, man, because he's had a few injuries in this. He's been set back quite a few times, really. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, but even if they are um, repaired by then, they're not going to be on top form. So. Yeah, you would get back to fitness eight weeks. Yeah, maybe the they'll bike. just do the first week and just do a pull for their team, and then uh, just quit. Like you know, some people just do it. I go with the intention of doing it for one or two weeks, and then just bugger off. You know. Would they take a guy that's going to pull at one hundred percent for a week and possibly blow up? Depends how Bora want to ride it. If they want to ride it for a spin sprinter or a GC, yeah. Um, other injuries lately. Uh, Remco, we're not seeing him back anytime soon, but does target the Giro. Um, I'll throw that to Tom, our resident Remco fan. Um, I just saw this story somewhere. Uh, I think it was on Pro, Cy- Pro Tour Cycling on Instagram, but uh, yeah, it just looks like he's uh, he's not been on it for the last end of end of last month, kind of going into the new year, so. Not not ideal from him. Um, it looks like he's just pushed a bit too hard, really. Coming back, all the strength and conditioning. Pushed the hip a bit too much. But uh... The early news coming from him just shortly after the, the accident was that he was, yeah, straight back into... Yeah, you know, I don't think he, had, he gym, didn't have enough Rico time off completely to let the bones heal, I don't think so. Yeah, and I think it's flared yeah. again. I think uh, Le- uh, Patrick Lefebvre today was saying that, yeah, it it could be touch and go for the Giro. It's going to be a, you know, it's going to be a, a a workhorse moment for him. But then again, he always pushes Evnepol anyway, doesn't he? Yeah, it's it's a strange relationship. I think I think they know how good he is, but they also know how young he is. So, but yeah. he just wants to push and push all the time, but. Sometimes you just need to be held back a little bit, and uh, yeah, and yeah. So, um, I mean, Lefebvre does sound like one of those bosses that you probably hate him at the time, but once you go, realize what he's done for you. But yeah. in this day and age, is that is that right? Is that appropriate? Um, I mean, thinking about things like Shane Sutton and stuff. Um, I don't know, Finn, you've had any experience in the GB camp of being pushed to the absolute limit and hating it? Um, I think, again, it's like training. I, I, I especially, it's kind of, I'd rather, I'd rather be pushed than like a coach that sat back, to be honest. Um, just because, again, like when, when you've got, like if I say if I've got a terrible session, I'd rather go to do it at the track so my coach is there because then, I know that I'll get like more out of myself than if I'm just doing it in the shed by myself. Going for the Grand Tours, I know last week we picked our Grand Tour winners across the year. Um, Thibaut Pino not going to ride the Tour this year. It's focusing on the Giro. Is Pino a GC contender at all? I like his style, but I don't think he's he's got the consistency to, to do the full three weeks. He's just a bit mentally unstable when the pressure gets a bit high. And for a Frenchman, I feel bad, uh, sorry for him. I think he really showed it in, um, in 2019 when uh, he won up the Tourmalet. So 
I think he definitely has the opportunity to to win a big grand tour, but I think it's maybe the pressure of um, it being in France and having the pressure of the country on him. I think being on a French bit. team as well, where you're on that, you're that yeah. uh, sole rider, um, you know, just you're the one that they back year in, year out. There's no no let up from that at all. And sometimes that'll, that'll break a rider, I think. Yeah, I think he, I think he's got it into his head that he, um, he might have let the team down a few too many times. So maybe if he, if he has a good Giro, he might have a chance of the, of the tour. But I think it's something we need to see. Yeah, I think it, in terms of French riders, like if there's any kind of good French riders up and coming, it seems like they put so much pressure on them to like obviously because the tour is their home race. Like, is it David Godot? Like he seems like the next kind of thing that people are yeah. tipping, and he's again like when you've got that much pressure and you're like that young, if you don't kind of like meet the standards, then it's easy just to fall off, fall off a cliff. Like Pierre Roland, like a while ago, he was tipped to win the tour. Mm. Do you think we could see Pino uh, move into more uh, just a pure climber rather than a GC contender and just pull off? Pull off something for a, a GC rider at sorry, a, yeah, a GC rider at FDJ. Might well be yeah. that they go, go do Pino rolls are reversed for sure. Yeah. Um, I've not seen what Godot's doing this year. I don't think I've got him on the list of. I've got a list of people who've confirmed either way in press conferences. I haven't seen him yeah. yet. It's been but a yeah, lot I thought, of news on that in the last week for who's doing what, hasn't there? Yeah, it's media circus time at training camps, isn't it? But say Pino's record at the tour is not great. Podium in twenty fourteen. Yeah, um, yeah. That was that was the Bardet Pino battle for the white jersey. That was yeah. Well, he was the he was the best young rider that year. Yeah, and that was seven years ago. He'll be thirty one. Swapped on the uh, last TT, I think, or he se- he secured it on the last TT. Yes. Yeah, 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 he did, of course, yeah, yeah. Um, then one, two, three DNF since then. Uh, fourth at the Giro, sixth at the Vuelta. Three stage wins in nine years. It's not It's not GC form, is it? Nah. It's always the last week when he cracks, though. Every year it's, yeah. it's mm. happened. Like uh, the, the one that Bernal won, I th- no, the one that he got the muscle injury, uh, I think that was his closest year, but that was so gutting yep. uh, when, he, when he fell off then. and uh, Was that 17? 18. No, that was 19 when Bernal won. Was that Bernal's? Yeah, that was... Yeah, God, he that, looks so was that, that was only 18 months ago. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that that genuinely seems about four years ago, doesn't it? <laughs> And was it was it um twenty nineteen where I think it was stage sixteen up Coldler Madeleine and Godot gave him such an amazing pull and was really, you know, almost uh, ripping Ineos to shreds. Was it was it then? Uh, um twenty nineteen The Tourmalet was the one that G fell tourmalet. off the uh, G G fell off the pace up the Tourmalet and Bernal was just off the back of that group as well, I think. And that was a hard day for Ineos. Yeah, Pino was that the one where Quintana got dropped really early? 
Uh, um, I've got the stage um, here, actually. I have scrolled a long way down and can't see Quintana. Uh, Tourmalet 2019, stage 14. Pino took the win. Alaphilippe Kruiswick. Uh, Thomas in eighth. That's the one. Oh, sorry, yeah, our resident Dutchman. <laughs> um, I can't see Quintana. It's probably just because I'm scrolling through like 150 names at the same time. Control F. Gray. Uh, I'm on a Mac with a Windows keyboard, so it's probably like Control <laughs> Windows D hashtag 4 and standard. Isn't it just that. Windows F? Oh, no, actually. No. Wait, I think the point I'm of not being a Mac is it doesn't have the Windows key. <laughs> yeah, no, I can't. I can't see Quintana, but I. Oh, there he is. Oh, uh, three minutes twenty-four down in seventeenth. So yeah, cracked, cracked up the tourmalet. Uh Banal eight seconds, and obviously went on to take the GC. Well, I think With... pros should be fed more. They're always starving. You know, <laughs> what are you suggesting? Just more. That's time for me to have a slice of cake as well. By the what? way, it, do, they, do they need more birthday cakes? Yeah, they need, they need more everything. I mean, they, they just... riders. There's probably a chance that there's someone each day has a birthday during the tour. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So is it you, like bringing you know, pictures of the, when they're stopping for pizza along the way and stuff? Oh man, imagine that halfway up the tour, like getting a slice of pizza and a diet coke. <laughs> Yeah, but in in like this decade, you know, the the generators coming through are just way too try hard to do that. Be like, oh no, I can't do that. You know, <laughs> I shall cross off the Pino discussion on my list. Um, Pogacar, Tour Olympics, Vuelta, three all out of three. Yeah, he's another one that's pushing hard, really. Young. <laughs> What's he still twenty two? Um, yeah, he's t- he turned 22 the day after he won the tour, so yeah, yeah, that was, yeah, birthday, wasn't it? That's a good birthday present to give yourself. But three big targets in uh, in your te- technically final year of being an under 23. Jeez. Yeah, the young like, jerseys competition is a bit pointless now, yeah, it really is, isn't it? <laughs> Need to be under 18 now. <laughs> Yeah, or just have an old person's comp like switch it around and it's an old. Yeah, move it to the old rider competition, like over like thirty five or something. <laughs> Valverde just cleans Valverde up. Valverde be mopping up the uh, veterans sixty. <laughs> <laughs> the vet fifty race of the Tour de France. <laughs> Actually, I didn't look who was the oldest rider. Uh, it was Valverde, wasn't it? I don't need need to look, do I? Yeah, mate, he's from the Stone Age. It's always Valverde. <laughs> <laughs> That's um, the most just... pointless Google ever. Yeah, yeah. I know. I I start to open uh, pro cycling stats, but no, no, I don't see the point. Um, other GC contenders doing races. Let's have a look. Um, Gagan Hart going for the Giro. I think we chatted about that last week, didn't we? The Giro is going to be a good battle this year. Yeah, he wants yeah, to defend ben, it. But Al's going for that as well. The Giro. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, but now wants the Giro Tour. I think if you've won the Tour, you've kind of got to at least go back and act like you're defending it, whether he's riding for himself or if he's riding for Bernal. It's, um, True. There's probably some pressure from RCS to go, yeah, the winners has to be here, don't yeah. they? 
even if he climbs off after like day nine or something. Do you reckon he's um, peaked a little bit um, a couple of years ago, or do you think he just had a kind of bad year? Well, not a bad year, but just not who's that? top top one sort of year. A banal. Then yeah, I mean, obviously he hasn't like peak peaked, but well, he's got a back injury inverted commas. Uh, <laughs> don't know how true that is, but it sounds like I mean, it's, it's an interesting situation because he—you got to remember—he had that very heavy crash where he just face planted. Um, oh, I think the, um, people forget oh, about that. Oh, but now, knocked all his teeth out, screwed his nose and face, and now uh, that, that was a heavy crash oh, before he even started coming. You know, doing the big stuff. So. Was that the um, Colombian national champs? Well, I don't know what race that was, but it was a couple of years before he won the tour. Um, oh, I was thinking that recent. What was the crash he had recently? Well, not recently, but in the last, I think, probably in the last year, maybe? I think, I think he crashed on a descent on the um, Colombian national championships. Yeah, it was like a long right hand. He just slid out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Didn't he crash on the... Um... Dolphine as well, just before the tour. That was Chris Froome. Oh, was it Froome? Yeah. Who was never to be heard of again. <laughs> F. Press F for Froome. Froome. <laughs> Talking to Froomey, um, obviously going for the tour, um, going for the record. Is there any chance? I, I, don't, I can't see anyone past Bogaccio for this year's tour. It'll be it'll be very if it, it'll be good if he um if he does challenge or even podiums or wins but I I can't see it after how much off the pace he was um and being a supported role in the Vuelta. Yeah, it's going to be interesting this tour as well because obviously, like, if you're going for games, are you going to be like you'll be coming into form in like the final week or whatever, so you won't be. Well, I don't know. Like, sh- surely you can't be flying the whole tour and then hope to go well in the games. So, yeah, it's it a depends. really tight turnaround, isn't With, it? But, but yeah. now wanting to do all three—that's uh, sorry, Pogacar wanting to do all three—that's going to really, yeah. you know, test him. Um, has the has the route been released yet for the Olympics? What's it like? Hilly, lumpy, proper hilly. Yeah, I think yeah. I think Full Sang's got to be the favourite for the Olympics. That, that that that's my that's my bet. Yeah, no, that's a very good show. I just no, I mean, sorry, sorry. I mean, world champs, not Olympics. Like, as in the course. Ah, right. Um, Where's world champs this year? Belgium. Oh, Belgium. Yeah, it's in uh, Bruges, Belgium, and then Leuven. Uh, The road races in Leuven, the TTs in Belgium, from what I've Uh, seen. That's where I used to live. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, I don't think many people know it's in Belgium, but from what I've seen, it's in Belgium. Um, when is it? Uh, September again. I think it's the, the same time after the Euros oh, yeah. uh, that they were this year. So yeah, I think it's a fi- yeah. it's a fixed weekend, isn't it? Yeah, but proper classics: TT, windy, cobbles, in standard territory. Yeah. Like Van der Poel, Van Aert. Right. I've got it now. Ethan Hater for Worlds. Gray, please stop. 
<laughs> Mate, I haven't got him on the show yet. I, I just want to say hello to Harry Jukes, has just joined us a little bit late. Harry, how are you doing? Yeah, we're good. We're good. Good, good. How's that new Aero haircut of yours? <laughs> Not too bad. It's kind of growing on me, to be fair. Well, literally, I suppose it has to, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. uh, well, how, many much then, yeah. <laughs> how many watts has it saved? I had, uh, the legs are feeling pretty good yesterday. So, yeah, yeah gonna say, gonna say, yeah, you're seven to to ten probably sounds seven, about right. Seven to ten, yeah. So yeah. yeah, we'll hook you up with Dan Biggin. Seven yeah. to ten. Yeah, that sounds good. Uh, we were just talking about Grand Tour contenders for each thing. We just just ran through um, the guys who are racing at the Giro, the Tour, um, Olympics, Worlds, and the Vuelta. So I'll oh, move nice. on from that. We just talked about Pogacar. I'm afraid. You'll have to catch up. This is show 18. So if you download that on iTunes, Spotify, or YouTube, we're in all the right places. There we are. A mid 18. Wow. Mid record plug. It's good, isn't it? Right. Um, two things I was going to come on to. Uh, we had a reveal of everything apart from um, Education First Nippon's World Tour kits for this coming season. Anything stand out? More of the same or Ooh. a bit boring? I think I the quite, quick I like it is better than last year. I, I I like this this year's batch of jerseys. I I really dig them. Um, yeah, I mean my my taste and style is very questionable. So you know, take that with a pinch of salt as you will. But. I bet you like the AG two R one, don't you? Oh, that's stunning. That's that's my favourite kit actually. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So the first time I saw it, I thought it was absolutely god awful, but. Given a couple of weeks, I think it's really classy. I don't like the fact they have campy, but other than that, I can I can <laughs> dig it. Uh, yeah. to their under nineteen team though, their development squad looks even nicer with the original AG two R colours just added on. Very classy, I think. Ooh. Uh, yeah, yeah AG two R Van Rysel. It's got like the Remember, like this, the uh, like that light sky blue from last yeah, year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just a little fleck of that on there, and I think it's Ooh. it's really smart. Yeah, that's the under nineteen bit is in that blue, isn't it? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. Max, uh, Max Cushway, Benji Peakfield. Um, I mean, I've just popped up on Twitter. The Canyon, uh, Canyon Shram bike for this year is looking classy again, as always. Yeah, that's always a nice kit. Oh, they yeah, they nail that, don't they? Yeah. Mm. Little plug: CS Carbon Bike Discar Academy kit is is on fire. Won't lie. I was Did just going to you... say, I, thought, I I mean, I do have the photos here. You know that. Yeah. Uh, oh, I, I I love the helmet. I love the bike, the jersey, the pink arms. It just all works. Uh, Did anyone see last year? I think it was during the Vuelta. There was this guy that came out like with all the like concept jerseys from the World Tour teams. Yeah, they he designed one for this year, but apparently he 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 designed one that didn't actually turn. Yeah, he did all those cool concept kits. Yeah, and then got asked to do whoever Wanty Group go about are this year, which is Intermarche, yeah. Wanty something something something. Um, and like, yeah, yeah, it's all right. But it's like I mean, the co- the colors are good, but you, you could do so much more with that color scheme. Yeah. But I think he's weighed down by the fact there are like twelve sponsors logos on it. That, yeah, it's just yeah. a classic French uh, French Belgian team, isn't it? Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, shout out to um, the whatever the French version of the Laughing Cow. You know the spreadable cheese. Um, that team's kit this year. What's uh, French for laughing? 
the Vashta comedy. Don't know. I'm sorry, uh, which team? Uh, whatever French for the laughing cow is. It's like the Vashki or something like that. Yeah, they have an absolutely mint kit. Because it is just their logo. But you don't expect to see it. I didn't uh, know they had a team, to be fair. And it's not remotely like that kit from that French team with the boobies on. <laughs> um, hang on, I'm trying to link this into the Discord. I did save it. This might great radio, this, wouldn't it? Uh, there we go. Hang on. This is going in the... There it is. It is in the main channel. There it oh, is. Oh, that is class. It's great, isn't it? That oh, is sick, nice. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the rescue. Yeah, that is a that is a super super cool kit. Where is it, Gray? Uh, it's in the go to the general slat uh, quickly. Oh, right the, oh yeah, there right, it is, right at the top. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't have permission to view that message. Uh, do you not? No. Yeah, no, I can't see it. No, either. I can't see it either. Oh, you've uh... locked us out, Gray. <laughs> I shouldn't have done. It's in the main. Well, channel. it's not flag colours, so it must be good. Uh, okay, imagine an FDJ logo with a laughing cow. Sorry, FDJ kit with a laughing cow right in the middle. Hmm. Okay, that's, li- that's literally it. Yeah, you've summed that nicely. Yeah. Well, if Oscar Oscar can see it, I don't see how you guys can't. It's like the top link, the general quick link one. Yeah. 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 Fair enough. Oh no. Okay, I don't know why you can't see it. I can see. Okay. It. Uh, maybe the kit, I, the kit I'm Let's interested go. in seeing is what the um, Asos Quebeca kit looks like. Yeah, we should have that released in a couple of days. Well, you say that they did post something yesterday, uh, which was a highly edited image of just it being dark, and you could just see the shoulder. But yeah, if you just... like a little yellow hand on it. Yeah. But if you just increase the, if you save it to your phone and just increase the brightness, you can see the kit. Okay. Uh, I'm currently, zo- I'm currently yeah. zooming in on it on um, on the Instagram page. You can kind of see what it looks like. Yeah, if, yeah. Just just screenshot it, save it to your phone, and then just edit photos and just increase the brightness. You can see what it looks like. So, assuming it's black and white with that yellow, like off green hand on the shoulder, I think it looks quite smart. If that the, is bike, the, the bike looks nice. So from this year's new jerseys, I'd like you to think about, this is our random topic for the day, retro jerseys. What? I'm probably the oldest in the room. Yeah. Uh, yes, definitely. Retro jerseys. What are cool. Well, I also throw out a separate question. Is wearing retro jerseys okay? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. But I've not got any, unfortunately. I think the mm-hmm. uncomfortable T-shirt style with a French newspaper across the middle was quite classy. It's <laughs> <laughs> so what stands out for for you lot. What, I don't what... know how how far you'd go back as retro, but I think again the HTC High Road jersey. I think that stands out in my head. Oh, yeah, yeah, that was the one in my head. I was mm-hmm. the only one that I was thinking of. HTC High Road was probably my favorite kit yeah i think a modern retro design my favorite's got to be the original wiggins jersey with the red shoulders and blue chest yes yeah, so that, that was nice <laughs> yeah. stuff, for sure. oh the little randall on 
Is that the Lacole one with the... Like, no, the, the, like, the original one. The first... It's Rafa, 20... I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah the Rafa one. Like, from yeah, 24... 15, sorry. Yeah, oh, that was just... Right, yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that was clean, yeah. What do you guys think about Wiggins as a commentator? Meh. <laughs> <laughs> The other guys uh, he, he was argue good. with him. Like he says, I, I liked him more terrible. last year in 2019. He was funny on the motorbike during the tour. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. It was it was quite funny listening listening to him um, kind of in disbelief when Pogaccia was um, ahead of Roglic because yeah. just at the start of the stage, oh, there's no, no yeah. chance yeah, of yeah. Um, Pogaccia <laughs> doing anything, and then he goes, "I might have to change my words on that one." <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, a lot of people said that. To be fair, <laughs> yeah, I think the insight he brings though is second to none, really. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. All this mm. stuff after the stage is just you could just uh, get drawn in and listen to it for hours. Yeah, it's almost like he was in there. Him when he's on the motorbike was it the tour last year. Yeah, I was so on the third, on final stage. Yeah, about six glasses of champagne down. Him and Adam Blythe <laughs> on the back of motorbikes for 21 days. Yeah, that's the life. I think Adam Blythe's better as a commentator, though. Just like the way he speaks and presents, and Wiggins is slightly all over the place. You know what I mean? Well, like Adam Blythe is like charisma. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the way he sort of just speaks to the camera, whilst Bradley Wiggins is like, uh, you know, can't be asked for names. And he's, you can tell he's more of one of the riders who's been brought to present, if you know what I mean. Mm hmm. Finn, you can hook us up with Blythe, can't you? <laughs> yeah, p- p- go, go knock on his door and tell him to get on a podcast. <laughs> yeah, just do it. Like, if I send you a quick link business card, just pop, just pop it through. Put it through his door and then you get blocked quickly. <laughs> <laughs> so from that leads me to something else I'm going to say, that uh, ex-pros commentating with lots of insights, so obviously you brought up Wiggins, um, Lance, the, uh, not our Lance. We love our Lance. Lance Armstrong. <laughs> his, um... yeah. Where where do we stand on that? Because I find his podcasts from the Grand Tours absolutely fascinating, because there is that insight, and he does know it inside out. However, and that is a very big however. <laughs> it's I, over to you I'd, I'd say I'm still of the opinion that. I, I respect Armstrong. I mean, I'm saying that ne- sat next to a signed jersey of Armstrong. So, but, yeah. <laughs> and he is your dad. He, is right? That's... He's he's not my dad. <laughs> he was my dad's hero on a bike. But yeah, um, I I have all the respect in the world for him. He's he's been there and done that. It doesn't. Yeah. In my in my head, yeah, it was wrong what he did, but at the time. It was kind of seen as the norm for everyone to do what he was doing, which mm. isn't the best advert for cycling. But yeah, hopefully we can all move on, and eventually we might actually say we look back and say he was a fantastic rider in yeah. his own right, as well as he was on all the year in the world. Yeah, he still literally revolutionised. Yeah, because again, like when, obviously, like I I grew up riding whilst he was kind of winning the tours, and it was like him that I'd look up to, and it was like mm. it was de- it was devastating when it kind of happened. But again, now that I'm like, there was that phase of like, oh well, like it's kind of 
who do I kind of believe has done what? But now you kind of look back and go, oh, well, yeah, I suppose kind of if everyone was on it, then it was still kind of a level playing field, but just not a fair playing field. But yeah, um, mm-hmm. definitely not right what he did. But he's, again, it's kind of still, still respect him a fair amount, to be honest. Yeah. Can we get to the I point where we separate um, sporting prowess from being a massive arsehole? <laughs> yeah, I think he did that's... transform the sport though. Like, like he still his, had to like, be like sponsorship and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Like, like at the end of the day, he was an athlete, and to be an athlete at that level, even if you're you're drugged up to your eyeballs, you, you still have to be like an insane athlete, like analytically, performance-wise, obsession-wise. Like, it's not like the drugs did it for him. He still had to do it. Yeah, I mean, I could take yeah. a load of drugs, but I don't get any more spreadsheets done at work. So <laughs> you, like, you still physically have to go and do it at some point, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was probably yeah. interesting. I think it was over the first lockdown that I watched that um, Icarus thing on Netflix. Oh, that's fantastic! Yeah, so that 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 was probably interesting watching that. I think it, I think I've been brought up with the fact of watching Armstrong so much that I watched the um, the program which is the, the film that they kind of made about yeah. him. And um, within the first four seconds of seeing him ride, you can just point out things that were wrong in the film. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Like, I hate myself for doing this because he's wearing <laughs> the wrong Oakleys, the wrong watch. He, he's wearing the wrong bike. <laughs> but no, I think if you look at, um, you look at Eddie Merckx and in 2019 the reception he got when the tour started in brussels and he's admitted to basically doing the same as armstrong i think it has to be the same for both but in the end i think it's um armstrong's behavior that has condemned him to everyone yep and i think although it's like bad saying this i think uh, I remember watching, I think there was a documentary about him on BBC that came out ages ago, like, if he'd not come back and done that tour, like, where he finished third or whatever, he probably would have been fine. Yeah. But it was the fact that he came back into the sport, which made people, like, question it a lot more than they did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. He would, he would have been 100% free if he'd have um, stayed retired and not come yeah. back. Did he use for that for that th- when he got a third in R? Um, he was the interesting with what they said in Icarus was um, he didn't up until was it Monvon two and then he did. Oh really? Yeah, I don't actually don't actually remember what what that he did for the third. But yeah, no, it's like I think if he'd not come back, like he probably wouldn't have. Like he might still have been caught, but it would have been a lot less kind of easy for them to figure stuff out. Yeah. I think that's a fair fair way to wrap that up. Um, I was going to go on to one other thing, but unless anyone wants to bring something up they really want to talk about, let's go with, let's go with what you guys have got. Whatever's on your chest, go on. Just one more thing about Lance. Um, people forget that he, like, he did survive cancer and then come back and race like the tour again, which to even like survive that kind of illness is incredible. But to yeah, come back and be on like the top of your game, top of the world again is that's like insane. 
Mm. Even if he was using drugs both times. It's still still something else. Yeah, anyone who's had cancer, like no matter what they do apart from that, just that and coming back is pretty outstanding. Mm. I've often wondered where and I mean, I think this is going to blow up in football in the next couple of years or so. But for the riders that are, at, at, say, at back at Lance's level back in the World Tour then, who were taking performance-enhancing drugs, if they didn't, what level would they be at? Would they be, you know, would they be rolling home with the Gruppetto? Or would they be not They'd getting... They'd be Group Zwift. Yeah. <laughs> or, or, or would they not get a Conti ride? What What's... What is that percentage difference? Is it 1%? Is it 2%? Is it 30%? I'd love to pump a cat four full of drugs and then just see. Again, what, what was it? David, David Miller said when he did it, like it just made him feel like invincible almost. And it's like, it's, like, it's fascinating just kind of to hear what, again, like what it feels like and just kind of how much much of an impact it had and just make you make you able to just ride off basically without basically with your legs being numb like, I think a good, a good example's got to be Floyd Landis on that uh, tour where he, he got dropped by however many minutes and then absolutely destroyed it the next day, that's <laughs> a good kind of reference for yeah doesn't he have of, a team now, Floyd Landis yeah he's got a Canadian team I think oh yeah American team. Yeah, you always complained about Lance Armstrong, but I think he was full of drugs as well, wasn't he? Oh, he was, yeah. I think Floyd Landis started his own team about a cannabis shop. Yeah, Yeah, it was on the back of a cannabis shop. Actually, I rode with a guy in France and he he joined that team. Um, Yeah, yeah. I've got a friend, uh, Noah Hobbs, who joined. it might have just been called Landis Cycling, but yeah, he definitely had a cannabis shop. Because it was one of the old Toronto Hustle guys. Noah... No, sorry, Noah Sims, not Noah Hobbs. That's someone completely different. Noah Sims. Um, yeah, say, he Noah joined... Hobbs rides for Lee Valley. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he he just a junior. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, breaking news, 17-year-old Noah Hobbs is a... Uh... Yeah, sorry, yeah, Noah Sims, uh, part of the... who's a, a famous cycling family back home in Canada. Um, yeah, he went to... Landis, whatever they were called, who were a US Conti team, but I think that kind of fizzled out. But I didn't get any juicy gossip, unfortunately. Does it really matter he had that shop though? Because if, well, well, it is legal in Canada, isn't it? Uh, I think it was based in, based hmm. somewhere, California, in, somewhere. Yeah, it's it, in it, was, it was definitely, definitely in the States. Oh, okay. Oh yeah, same. No, uh, not condemning it at all, or, or uh, thumbs up, but it was just quite amusing. Yeah, yeah. You had to cover your back on that one. <laughs> yeah, four twenty right. plays it. Throw a disclaimer out there. <laughs> That's going to be the <laughs> thumbnail for this week's podcast. Just great. Play <laughs> supporting the four twenty movement. That's it. Just bla- just blazing it up. <laughs> great watching on the Arenberg, just lighting one up. Lance Armstrong is a top lad. <laughs> that's it yeah I'll, I'll dig out my old little yellow Livestrong wristband just have a big fat doobie to end the show 
over the back of this podcast, you're playing Snoop Dogg the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm going to get this under the bed. Okay, if you can hear this live on... Sorry, not live, obviously. If you can hear this recording, underneath this bit is Snoop. Okay, I promise you that. This is going on the recording. Okay, so let's try and end with something positive. Um, I, I got one, I got one, I got one. Oh, yeah. Uh, where do you think Fabio Jakobsen's going to be by the end of the season? In hospital. <laughs> <laughs> how, how do you mean, where is he, where is he going to be? Like, will he be back properly ripping it up in the water? Or do you reckon that's him? What, what ha- what's happened to him? His crash in Toro Poland last year. Smashed out. Oh, by oh it's Jakobsen, right. Sorry. Mm. I was thinking full thing. <laughs> um, Tom saw his Tom saw his bet for the Olympics go out the window. Though <laughs> Tom's been on yeah. some great stuff. Here we standing over Grona Wagon's headstone, pressing F. <laughs> respect. <laughs> Sorry. Hey, can um, I just say a load of Dutch names and have you correct me? <laughs> right, right. Hold on. You you guys keep chatting. Let me find some Dutch names. You go. You guys carry on. <laughs> I think. Uh, from the videos I've seen of Quickstep, they appear to have three sprinters that are all fairly well matched with certainly Bennett and Jakobsen. It's yet to see what Cavendish is going to do. Right. But I think it'll definitely... Jakobsen, I mean... it's, it's going to be a confidence thing for him rather than a power thing. Yeah, he doesn't yeah. look like he's lost much muscle mass at all. So I, I think he's... He could come back to the same strength, but yeah, I agree with you, Lance. It's down, down to his mental side, really. Yeah, yeah. that's a big um, thing, especially in sprinting, isn't it? Being able yeah. to... you, you've got to go for the gap without touching the brakes, and if, you, if you've got yeah. any doubt you're going in the barrier, you, you're not making it. Um, no. Hopefully, quick step. Take care of his mental side, though. Yeah. I've been treating even pole the past... And I, I'm not saying it's bad, but like, it's quite a harsh environment to see. So if they're not giving the, all the support he needs, then he might crumble. Mm-hmm. He's quite young as well, isn't he? Might be all that. 24 or something? 26? Uh, yeah, he's, he's, he's three years out of seg racing, I think. Okay. Yeah, that's he's quite 24. cool. 24? Yeah, there you go. I need him on for the seg show, don't I? I didn't even think about that. Fabio Jakobsen. <laughs> <On the third. laughs> Good luck in his DMs. <laughs> oh, I've I've slid in bigger and better. Well, that's okay. I cut that line. That's <laughs> well, okay. you, you might have slid in better, bigger, but have you got a reply? Yeah, you need okay. to do a short at some point of all the writers that have blocked you and aren't aren't allowing me. Great, not blocked by who? That's the hundredth episode edition. You got to get all of them on and explain why they blocked you. As far as I know, it's still. Uh, as far as I know, it's still Ali Rutherford and Tom Bates. The only two riders who have ever blocked me. Named and shamed. It is. Yeah, and they can both go fuck themselves. Uh, edit. This is uh, fifty-eight minutes, thirty-five seconds. <laughs> so here we go. Foreign, foreign corner. Um, uh, no others of you are foreign, are they? Finn. I know you're kind, of, you're kind of foreign, aren't you? But, yeah, I mean, yeah I, 
Maybe in a couple of years when the referendum comes around, but not. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, we're we classing anything north of London is foreign. <laughs> That's it, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm good. Yeah, what, Watford's the limit. So, I don't think about Hampstead, really. <laughs>